Welcome back to the muster for a Monday afternoon. Remembering text coffee to 5009 with your details to go in the draw for two $20 coffee vouchers. Thanks to the great team at RTL. Uh, we'll be drawing this on Friday afternoon. Or else go onto the muster on Hockenui Facebook page, find the link, put your details on there in your location. And we will draw two winners out on Friday Ivo. Uh, Joseph Mooney, Southland MP, he's next on the programme. G'day, Joseph. How's things? Oh, g'day. Yeah, good, good. Uh, back, how's... In the, back in the letter after a big, big old week in the uh, in Parliament, so it's, it's good to be home. Yeah, sounds like there's a bit going on up there at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty flat out, that's for sure. It's been a lot, a lot happening, and um, I, I, I wasn't able to get back to the weekend, actually, so I had pretty much a full week in, in Parliament this week, past. Hey, Joseph. Um, yeah, Good to be back in the electric, and I'll be getting around it uh, this week, which, will be, which is awesome. Yeah, so what, you just, have you got a schedule mapped out where you're going to end up, or what, whereabouts are you going to go? Oh, look, I'll be down in Winton and um, surrounding areas tomorrow, for example. Um, and you're sort of, I'm getting all over the place, actually, because I've got uh, a recess week, so I don't have to be in Parliament this week, which is great. It means I can go out and meet people, find out you know, directly from people what's happening and what issues I need to be taking back to Parliament. You must enjoy Certainly. these recess weeks where you can get out and about and actually meet constituents too, I suppose. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, what makes the job, you know, really enjoyable, actually. It's, it's just talking to real people, you know, finding what what's, uh, what they're doing and, you know, both good and bad things that are happening and, um, you know, what I can do to advocate for them, to, you know, to make their lives a bit easier. Um, we'll touch on it, Joseph, the obvious, uh, what's been going on regarding these accusations with the bullying in Parliament at the moment. With the Labour Party, um, just coming across as not being a very nice place at the moment in some instances. Oh, look, yeah, look, I, I you know, obviously can't comment on, on what they, you know, what they are or aren't doing. Um, that's, a, that's a matter for them to, to look into. And, so, frankly, I don't know anything about it. But, um, oh, look, in a more general sense, though, I think... Maybe a positive thing that could come out of this is just have a bit of a discussion, New Zealand, about um, about bullying and you know associated things. Is apparently we've got one of the highest rates of bullying at schools in the OECD, and um, you now we have high rates of child abuse and and um, partner abuse. And so you know there there is probably a conversation we could be having. You know, people who are bullied you know, can go on to bully others and. I think New Zealand, you know, generally could have a bit of discussion, a bit of self-reflection about, you know, how do, how do we do better? Yeah, it's a good way to put it as well, to get that discussion going, because we ongoing talk about mental health in New Zealanders and concerns, uh, especially rurally as well, but it just goes to show it affects everybody. Yeah, absolutely. It really does. And, um, like, yeah, everyone, everyone's had an experience, I suppose. It's a bit challenging, and it's, it's always that, you know, how, how do we... Um, you know, how do we treat others the way we'd like to be treated ourselves? I suppose it comes back to that basic maxim, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, that's something that when, when times are stressful and difficult, sometimes it's easy to uh, forget that. That's probably always a good place to come back to and, and sort of assess, you know, your, your relationships with others through that lens. Hey, Joseph, change of tack. Net migration data is out and it makes, um, well, it's concerning reading. Yeah, it is actually. So... Um, in the year to June, 11,500 more people left New Zealand than arrived. Uh, that's quite significant when you, you factor in the, that um, in the last 20 years, there's been an average of 30,000 people arriving or more people arriving than leaving. Um, um, uh, so we're basically looking at a net migration loss of over 40,000, which probably goes some way to help explain why we're seeing such significant labour shortages right across the, the, the region you know, from everything, you know, every, every sector you can imagine, whether it's uh, 
um, making a coffee, turn, you know, turning the sheets over in the hotel, um, driving the tractor, you know, you name it. Anyone I've talked to has said exactly the same thing at the moment too in all industries. Um, talking about the work situation at the moment too, a bit of concern with bobby calves not being able to get away on the truck when they should be. So absolutely relevant to the rural sector as well. Oh, absolutely. Yep, no, it's, it's big and it's certainly, it's, I've certainly heard from quite a few people you know, saying it puts a lot of pressure on them and their families because um, you know, the work that still needs to be done, animals still need to be cared for. Uh, but, uh, you know, Fundamentally, we don't have robots. <laughs> all, the, all the talk about mechanisation and all that, we just we don't have the robots. We need people to do the work, and, and we just don't have enough people. Joseph, what do we need to do then to reverse the brain drain, in your opinion? Everybody talks about the figures, um, individuals going off overseas, whether it's the OE or going just to live overseas because um, they seem to be wanting to go for their occupation. Um, we need to make a point of difference about coming to New Zealand, though, don't we? Yeah, we do. We we need to um, just have a, I think, a fundamental sense of pride in ourselves and in what we're doing um, as a country. And I, I mean, there's, I guess, the, the uh, there has been a sentiment, a negative sentiment de- developing under this government, unfortunately, where people are just not feeling um, that it's heading in the right direction. And you know, that's obviously you know a bit of a challenging thing to turn around. But it's, you know, we we uh, are an amazing country. We do a lot of amazing things here. And, uh, you know, we are a great place for our kids to be, but we do need to do a whole lot better in a whole raft of things, whether it's, you know, our schooling system. You know, we need our kids to be learning how to read and write properly. Um, you know, it, start, it starts right from those early early days and then feeds right through to making sure we've got, you know, the, uh, the right regulatory environment so businesses can, you know, run their businesses um, and focus on being productive as opposed to complying with government rules, you know, overly restrictive government rules. And then that creates jobs. If people can have good jobs that they can, you know, feel that they can get ahead in life. Yeah, we just need to actually show people that New Zealand is open for business. Um, up in Tiano at the weekend, and there was a, there's a few tourists around, but you wouldn't have called it humming by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, for the time of year, just coming out of a winter, where people say that Tiano does actually go into hibernation to a degree. But at the same time, we just need to look at the bigger picture now, getting into spring, getting the warmer weather. There's a few more tourist buses coming through from Queenstown. We just need to sell areas like this as much as anywhere too. Oh, we do, eh? And look, that's, that's one of the most incredible places in the world. And, um, you know, it's uh, historically we've uh, had a lot of lot of people from other parts of the world coming to visit. Although, to be fair, it's, it's always reasonably quiet um, in winter. But, um, you know, this is this, we need, we do absolutely need to be telling the world, you know, that we're here, we're a great place, we're open, like you say, we're open for business and we welcome visitors. You know, we, we want people to come and you know, um, share this country uh, that we you know, love. Yeah, just finally, Joseph, it's great to see um, up in Tiana when I was there at the weekend. A couple of boat ramps have um, given them a bit of a makeover coming into the season. Um, so, yeah, look, it's, it's one thing about Fjordland. Let's never forget that being Southlanders, and I'll always push the cause. Um, we've got a place up there. I enjoy getting up there, or we do as a family. When we can, I suppose, it's one of the things about living in New Zealand. You just appreciate what's on your doorstep, and as you get a bit older and you've got children, you take these things, you don't take it for granted, you actually show an appreciation and just forward it on to the next generation. Yeah, 100%, and I, I love going to uh, Fjordland anytime I get a chance. Um, you know, get out there. It's it's the, the you know the big skies, the big lakes, the big mountains. It's uh, quite an incredible 
you know, part of the world. And uh, we're incredibly lucky that it's our backyard, literally. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, Joseph, we'll let you carry on. Thanks for your time on the muster as always, mate. Enjoy your week in the province. Uh, cheers, mate. Good on you. Joseph Mooney there, MP for Southland. Always great to catch up with Joseph. Um, and just putting it out there as well, um, best croissants, fresh croissants that I've found. Fresh choice Tiarnell. So good. Saturday mornings, go and treat yourself if you're ever, ever up there. Coming up next on the program, Glenn and Farmer, Dean Ravage. Oh,